We knew this idiotic idea was going to come out sooner or later, and guess who brought it up? The border crisis just keeps getting worse, and with everything going wrong, we need to remember this is happening. And Democrats feel empowered by the results of the California recall election, which means more lockdowns. Prepare for the tyranny. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, this is going to be a long episode because there's just way too much to cover in an hour. So, uh, first things first, I, you may notice I'm not talking a lot about this uh, current, uh, General Milley thing. And there's a reason. Again, do I think there's probably some truth to it? Probably. Um, I also think it's probably, there's a lot of gray area here. Uh, General, this is based on the book by Bob Woodward and I think it's Robert Costa, who basically say that Milley was undermining President Trump. We know it's probably somewhat true because Milley hated Trump and uh, Woodward did not like Trump. And Costa, who's a writer for the Washington Post, doesn't like Trump. But I think we need to hear a little more. At the end of September, uh, Milley is going to go in front of Congress and actually answer some questions. So I'd like to wait, and I'd rather not bring him up much, simply until we know what's going on. Because here's the thing, I don't believe in everything is black or white. I think there's a lot of gray, and I'm sure there's a lot of gray area here. Now, I'm not saying Millie's innocent, and if Millie did make an unauthorized phone call, that doesn't mean traitor, but it does mean he should probably be fired because of bad judgment. I mean, we could end up with something like that. So I'm not going to talk about him too much, uh, even though some information has come out, but not enough information has come out. And, and I got to tell you, the fact that he is actually not addressing this and kind of hiding it and saying, oh, just wait and see, tells me that probably there is some truth to it, but we're not going to get into that. So, but there is a lot going on. So I, I knew this was coming and this has flown under the radar, but Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has wants an extension to the enhanced federal unemployment insurance. You knew that was coming. You just didn't know where it was going to come from. No one else thinks anything about this. But I, I got a feeling, because she is actually the face of the Democratic Party right now, don't be too shocked if people start following her. Now, if you don't know what the federal enhanced uh, unempl state unemployment benefits, the state would give unemployment when someone lost their job due to covid and then if it was due to COVID, the government, the federal government would enhance the unemployment insurance from the state by $300 per week or $1,200 per month. Now, here's where the problem lies is that people were receiving at one point like $3,000 a month between $2,800 and $3,200 a month. The um, benefits, and then if you were earning, if you, let's just say you were making $15 an hour, you were actually making more not working than you were working. This ended on Labor Day. A lot of states actually ended this early because no one was actually looking for a job or 
people were getting a job and just turning them down. We'll get to that in a second. Right now, there are 10 million jobs available. 10.1 to be exact. And there are only 8.7 million people looking for jobs. So there are more jobs than there are people looking for jobs. This has caused major production issues and major delivery problems. Truckers don't want to drive right now. And one of the reasons where we have inflation. Now, don't forget, inflation is caused by a lot of demand with not enough supply. So right now, the inflation is up uh, 5.3 as of August. That's good because it's only up about 0.3. It's actually less than the 5.6 that was projected. But the fact of the matter is uh, groceries, for example, are up 8.7% from August 2020. That's a lot. So you're basically paying 10% more when you go to the grocery store. Anyway, AOC sat there and she had a comment. God, I, I hate that broad. She sat back and said, I've been very disappointed on both sides of the aisle that we've simply just uh, simply allowed the pandemic unemployment assistance to completely lapse when we are clearly not fully recovered from the cost effects of the pandemic. I simply could not allow this to happen without at least trying. Well, she can try, but I, I think Democrats, even leftist Democrats, are beginning to realize that this is not going to work. California even said, you know what, uh, we should probably end this thing in July or July or August. But of course, Gavin Newsom is the governor and Gavin Newsom, you know, decided not to end it. So that never happened. But and that's why he's a crappy governor should have been recalled. More on that later. Now, like I said, there are 10 million, 10.1 million jobs available and only 8.7 million people who can work and are employed. So there are far more jobs that are, are available out there than we, we actually have employees. Democrats have said that the reason people are not working is fear of the China virus, which, by the way, is being really pumped up by the media. But a recent poll also showed that 13% of Americans who are employable, that's one out of eight, have actually just turned down jobs so they could continue receiving unemployment benefits. It's not surprising. Why work when the government will pay you more for sitting out in your ass all day? I know people who actually do this. They're not working. They're not looking for a job. They're just sitting around getting fatter because they don't have to work. The reality is AOC is pushing something else here, something that I think is far worse, and that's universal basic income. She has made a platform of this. She wants the government to pay people not to work. Is it because she loves people and, like she said in her stupid little video she made about two years ago, give people more time to write pro poetry or crap? No, that's not it at all. She wants people to be dependent on the government. When people depend on the government, the government has more control and they can steal more money from the people who are actually being productive through taxes and take out, take away our freedoms, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, right to bear arms. If we depend on the government, we sure as heck don't need any of those freedoms and they can justify it. When a bunch of people depend on government, then the power goes to the government. That's why she's so also 
for continuing the rent moratorium. She wants people dependent on the government. She's also got some problems about that uh, uh, Met Gala thing. Apparently a 30K ticket is probably a little bit too much of a gift from take to take from someone. She now has two ethics violations. Uh, Kevin, uh, uh, according to Kevin Minority Leader Kevin Mar- McCarthy, excuse me, I'm not speaking English. Here's the kicker. She doesn't care. Democrats don't care. The left doesn't care. They don't care about the Constitution. They have no ethics. So this will probably just go away. Somebody will ask them questions, and that'll end that. Just like the the just barrel of crap Ilhan Omar was doing. No one cared. I mean, for Christ's sake, she married her brother to illegally get him into this country. And she's a congresswoman. No one cared. Okay, so, so something I, I don't want you to forget is... Um, With the increase of inflation, the Afghanistan crisis, the recall election in California, the terrible job numbers, the COVID vaccine mandates, and the $3.5 trillion budget proposal, and the tax increase that needs to come with that budget proposal, it is easy to forget the border crisis. Fox News reported... There were more than 200,000 migrant encounters at the southern border in August, as DHS source told Fox News on Wednesday. The second month in a row, the number had been over 200,000. Mark, as migrants continued to attempt to enter the U.S., additionally, the 209,000 number for August represents a 317 increase percent increase over the last over last August which saw only 50,014 encounters and a 233% increase over August 2019 where there were 62,707 crossings amid that year's border crisis this non-crisis that the Biden administration keeps saying we have at the border is going to become a crisis no matter how much Jen Psaki says it's not a crisis. There are so many people crossing the border, the Border Patrol cannot arrest any of them. That's right. In Texas, Bill McGean, uh, McGean of Fox News tweeted a picture of 4,200 illegal aliens. This was done yesterday. The number of illegal aliens in just a 24-hour period standing under that bridge waiting to be arrested increased to, get this, 11,000. So 4,400 yesterday, or 4,400 day before yesterday on Wednesday to 11,000 on Thursday. Melgoon tweeted, our drone is currently over the okay listen to this our drone is currently over the international bridge in del rio texas where border patrol and law enforcement sources tell us over 4200 migrants are waiting to be apprehended 
after crossing into the U.S. Local Border Patrol holding facilities are overwhelmed and overcapacity. A source on the ground sent us this, us this video showing thousands of migrants under the International Bridge in Del Rio, Texas, with more showing up constantly. We're told the situation is getting worse every day and the numbers are growing by the hour. Yeah, well, he wasn't kidding. Former DHS secretary under the Trump administration uh, said that th said that this thing is unsustainable and the border cannot be guarded. Quote, the men and women of federal law enforcement cannot continue to deal with these crisis level numbers. They are already overwhelmed and overburdened. The breakdown is coming. Hundreds have pulled off the line from defending and safeguarding our borders to process and care for the flood of illegal aliens apprehended at the border. Cartels and smugglers have taken advantage of our weakness with record numbers of not just people, but narcotics pouring across an increasingly undefended border. President Biden is simply not listening. And I fear that if we, we are staring down at the prospect of a preventable disaster stemming from this crisis. Sadly, just as we saw in Afghanistan in the weeks, it seems that this administration politics trumps national security. But there is another issue these prophets of the homeland security are pushing. We don't know who's coming over. It's not just Mexico, Honduras, or Guatemala. It's also China, Ghana, Iran, Haiti, Somalia, Afghanistan. They actually are reporting that there are people from Africa and Asia coming over the border, and they don't know why they're here. And then you combine this with the Taliban taking over Afghanistan, the reemergence of ISIS and Al-Qaeda, and the financing of these groups by China, Russia, and Iran, and we're looking at a real disaster, and it's not between a year and two years. It could be pretty soon. Now, how did the Biden administration deal with this? Okay, they, uh, Fox News is showing all of these people waiting to be arrested, but they can't be arrested because there's no way. The FAA banned. They actually implemented a temporary flight restriction over the area. In other words, Fox News can't fly their drone now. So, you know what the big problem is? What the big crisis is, is Fox News is showing pictures of what's actually going on. When asked, the FAA said it was a security risk to have a drone flying over. Oh, really? Of an, a known security risk. They said the, the temporary ban will be uh, up for about two weeks. I guess by then they should probably have all those. They should probably have all those uh, uh, aliens, illegal aliens, processed by then. I see bad things happening in the future. By the way, to their credit, Fox News said, "Yeah, we're just going to fly it anyway. Let them write us up, give us a ticket, whatever." Because if it's eleven thousand now, after a day. What's it going to be like day after? What, they're not, suddenly, the Border Patrol is going to have enough space? Yeah, they're looking at 20,000, 30,000 uh, under that bridge. Absolutely incredible. In uh, our third story today, uh, Gavin Newsom wins the recall election, but he still is not quite getting 
the severity of that election that he did have to go through. Now, throughout this campaign, uh, the Democrats never brought up what Gavin Newsom did right in California, defend his policies, uh, because they're indefensible. Let's call it what it is. It was about the Republicans trying to take over and the reemergence of Trumpism. And because he won, the Democrats, especially Gavin Newsom, they believe that this is a mandate and he now wants to do more of what he's been doing. That's right. He thinks that people want high taxes, homelessness, uh, drug addiction, high crime. He thinks that's what we want. He thinks people want heavy COVID restrictions, mask and vaccine mandates. Matter of fact, all the Democrats seem emboldened by this. Los Angeles and San Francisco are already planning to implement complete uh, vaccine mandates for anyone 12 or over. And they want vaccine passports. They want you to prove that you've had the vaccine if you go to restaurants, sports venues, certain stores, and government buildings. Yeah, you can have the you can have the rapid test to prove that you no longer have uh, have you don't have COVID, and they say that that's why these are not mandates. You could just prove you don't have it, but these actually are becoming harder to come by. You cannot get a rapid test anymore in California. If you do, you have to pay a hundred to two hundred dollars per test. Josie told me they were three hundred. You could only get the uh, two-day test and that two days can you imagine i have to get a test that's going to take me two days to to get a result on because i want to go someplace i want to go to a restaurant and who the hell can afford a 100 to 200 dollars on these these uh, rapid tests who can afford that this is basically forcing people to get the vaccine or not have a life and then businesses, they, they want to push businesses to force everyone in their business, big or small, to get the vaccine or get a test. How many businesses can afford $100 to $200 rapid tests once a week if they got 20 employees? Absolutely insane. How long is it going to be before they don't allow people to like go to a grocery store? Start threatening your ability to actually buy food and water. I don't think it's going to be that long. I think it's going to be pretty soon. I can't walk to my local grocery store without a vaccine passport. Now, I'm not going to do it. These are what Gavin Newsom and the Democrats say was mandated, quote, mandated, by the recall election. Their stupid policies... Newsom doesn't sit back and think for a second, oh, they tried to recall me and I just got away with it. Maybe I need to change my ways. No, he's saying his ways. And by the way, I still think 10 points of that election were fraud, fraudulent. I do. I think he would have won anyway, but I think there was probably 10% of the votes that shouldn't have been there. But the problem is, All Democrats think that he thinks that, you know, hey, he can do whatever he wants now. All Democrats think that. Democrats want California to be the blueprint for all states, including Florida and Texas. 
This is why conservative news outlets like OAN, Blaze TV, Newsmax, Daily Wire, Fox News are talking about a cold civil war and secession. Here's the problem, though. There's not going to be a cold civil war or a secession. It's not going to happen. Because Democrats believe a little different. Republicans believe, hey, you know what? I'm good from separating from you guys. Florida proved that. Texas proved that. Hey, you guys in California do whatever the hell you want. That's fine. We're just going to do it our way. But the federal government and the left? No. They want bending of the knee from everyone. They don't want to lose power from any state. That's why I don't believe in a cold civil war. They're not going to allow it if they have any type of power. They don't want to lose that power. They want submission. Well, this mask mandate, this could be where the fight starts. The mask mandate, vaccine mandate. This is where the fight, I mean, the mask mandate, yeah, I just don't wear a mask. I don't don't really give a damn. What are they going to do? You throw me in jail? Yeah, they will. That's the kicker. They will. But this is where the fight's going to begin. If people do not want to take a vaccine, they shouldn't have to take a vaccine. And there are states that are saying, you know what? You don't need to take the vaccine. So, yeah, this is going to get ugly. Speaking of uh, mask or uh, vaccine mandates, Arizona has sued the federal government on Tuesday over Joe, Joe Biden's plan. Um, Arizona Attorney General Mark Branovich said in a statement, quote, the federal government cannot force people to get a COVID-19 vaccine. The Biden administration is once again flouting our laws and precedents to push their radical agenda. There can be no serious or scientific discussion about containing the spread of COVID-19 that does, doesn't begin at our southern border. Now, what he's talking about there is that, believe it or not, you and I are getting, we're American citizens, are it, or legally in this country, are getting told we have to get the vaccine. But meanwhile, all the illegal aliens are crossing the border. None of them have to get the vaccine. As a matter of fact, they're being sent. They got an option to get the vaccine. Not us. We have to get it. Okay, continuing with Branovich's statement. Quote, under our Constitution, the president is not a king who can exercise this sort of unbridled power unilaterally. That's absolutely correct. If he wants to do this, he has to go through Congress. And the reality is, Congress, it could pass through Congress. It'd still be a question of constitutionality. Because if Florida doesn't want to implement a, a uh, vaccine mandate, that's on Florida. And you keep hearing this, Jacobson, I, I heard it on Fox News today. They keep citing Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Well, the reality is that was a state versus an individual. This will be the federal government versus the state, and the state's always going to have precedence. Anyway, and even George III would have dreamed wouldn't have dreamed that he could enact such sweeping policies by his royal decree alone. Okay, so this is what the lawsuit says. Quote, Biden's vaccine mandate violates the Equal Protection Clause by favoring migrants that have crossed into the country illegally over legal U.S. citizens. Uh, The Biden administration allows migrants to decline the vaccine, protecting their freedom and bodily autonomy more than American citizens. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. According, According to the Biden administration, those illegal aliens have more rights than we do. 
Continuing, even President Biden's own chief of staff, Ronald Klain, acknowledged the federal government lacks the legal authority to impose COVID-19 mandates, but is doing so anyway with the ultimate workaround. OSHA doing this VAX mandate as a an emergency workplace safety rule is the ultimate workaround for the federal government to require vaccines. Now, here, here's the thing. Um, OSHA actually hasn't done anything yet. It's going to be two to three weeks before they do anything. And OSHA is even arguing with the federal government that they really don't have that authority. That's not really their purview as a as a bureaucracy. And a lot of people are saying the bureaucracy of OSHA in itself is unconstitutional. So I, I, I am, be prepared for more lawsuits like this, but until something actually happens, this might have been premature. There's a reason why nobody has implemented a lawsuit yet. The, but the Biden administration, you can tell they're getting really nasty. And they're, this whole COVID thing has become completely political. The Biden administ- administration decided to ration the monoclonal antibody therapies for conservative states like Florida and Texas. Now, well, we'll, we'll hear Jen Psaki in a second, um, but because I got a comment, I was going to comment too early. So, by the way, Florida has a very high vaccination rate, so I'm not exactly sure why he's doing this. The people are who have most of the a lot of the people who actually are catching covid and require the monoclonal antibody therapies are actually vaccinated <laughs> that's what's so weird no 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 they're vaccinated already well why is he doing this he's doing it to punish florida and texas so Florida and Texas require a certain number of these doses of monoclonal uh, therapies, antibody therapies, but they're not working with Joe Biden because Joe Biden's a tyrant. And so Biden is punishing him. He's putting up the middle finger and saying, bite me. Uh, When asked about this, Jen Psaki said that, you know, they didn't have an unlimited supply of this monoclonal antibody therapies. That's a lie. They do. They've got plenty of it. It's not something that's hard to get. As a matter of fact, um, as an FU to Joe Biden, uh, Rick DeSantis is saying, okay, no problem. We'll just go buy it directly from the companies because they do have a lot. And people could, and people, and Saki says, if people want not to worry about the uh, uh, COVID, they should just get vaccinated. Newsflash, a lot of people who are actually need that monoclonal uh, antibody therapies, they were vaccinated. That's why they need it. Don't forget, Florida is the oldest state in the country. So, well, here's Jen Saki in her real compassion. Efficacy of vaccines. I do have another question about the, the president's COVID mm-hmm. plan. He promised on September 9th that he was going to send 50% more supply of monoclonal antibodies to states. Yet, the Biden administration is cutting supplies in red states by 50%. So, for example, uh, you know, in Florida, they were expecting to get 70,000 doses this week, which they say they need. They're only getting 30,000 doses. And this is not just for unvaccinated people. In South Florida, 
half the people who are seeking this treatment are fully vaccinated. So why is the Biden administration cutting these supplies? That's not accurate. So let me give you the accurate information. Uh, first of all, we are increasing our distribution this month by 50%. In early August, we were distributing an average of 100,000 doses per week. Now we're shipping an average of 150,000 doses per week. Over the last month, though, uh, and one thing that I think people need to understand for clarity, facts, I know, I know you're like facts, um, is that monoclonal antibodies are life-saving therapies that are used after infection to prevent more severe outcomes. So clearly the way to protect people and save more lives is to get them vaccinated so that they don't get uh, the COVID to begin with. But over the last month, given the rise in cases due to the Delta variant and the lower number of vaccination rates in some of these states, like Florida, like Texas, just seven states are making up 70% of the orders. Our supply is not unlimited, and we believe it should be equitable across uh, states across the country. Do you there have been no reports of a, a, a lack of supply. So why cut them to those states only if there's no reports? I think of our role as the as the government overseeing the entire country is to be equitable in how we distribute. We're not going to give a greater percentage to Florida over Oklahoma, nor do I think are you suggesting that. I think we have to move on. Go ahead, Yamish. Thanks so much, Jenna. One question. What a warm and caring person. Ben Shapiro describes this really well. Um, equitable. It's got to be equitable. Um, how about this? Usually with a drug that cures a disease, it's not equitable. It's where it's needed. Oklahoma doesn't have the number of cases that Florida does. And Florida also has a high number of people. And by the way, Oklahoma is a red state too. So she's trying to get away from this. You could tell by the end where she said next person. She didn't like that line of questioning at all. Because that line of questioning makes her look like, well, let me say it, the bitch she is. And the bitch that the Biden administration are. The fact of the matter is, Florida needed it more than other states, basically because there it's an older state and people are catching it. The other thing she said that I found interesting was, Hey, if you want to prevent it, get vaccinated. Well, yeah, but most of the vaccination problems, most of the problems in Florida involve people who are vaccinated. What she's doing is lying to you. The vaccinations do not work 100% of the time. As we've talked about earlier, the Pfizer vaccine only works 42% of the time against the Delta variant. So someone, as someone who's 70 gets the, gets the vaccine and they ended up with the Delta variant, they're going to need some. Right now, they have cut, and they did this out of nowhere. I mean, they literally just did this yesterday for no apparent reason. No one was complaining about not getting the monoclonal uh, antibodies. No one was complaining about this. They just said, we're going to cut. Florida, we're going to cut Texas, we're going to cut Alabama, They'll probably, they probably cut Oklahoma, let's call it what it is. And those are the states that actually need it because of their aging population. Now, most of the talk is being in Florida because they actually use it because they have people that are old. Now, what's the difference? The monoclonal is a, antibodies are a treatment when you have covid 
The vaccine is to prevent COVID. The kicker is there is so ma- there are so many breakthrough cases, especially in Florida. They want to give the monoclonal uh, vac- the monoclonal antibody treatment to people who who got it, whether or not they're vaccinated. But a lot of people are getting it when they're vaccinated because they're older. They are dying. So, and as far as her talking about, we don't have an unlimited, an, an, excuse me, an unlimited supply. Well, yeah, they don't have an unlimited supply, but they also don't have, they're not short of it. They got plenty of it. So DeSantis basically said, well, we're just going to go buy it directly from the pharma. And and we'll we'll deal with the government later. DeSantis is going to be the next president. I God, I hope, I hope uh, Trump doesn't run. I, I really do. Because I think if Trump runs, that might be why the Republicans don't win in 2024. Uh, it's a different story altogether. I won't even get into that. But in essence, this just shows what kind of warm and compassionate people the Biden administration has. And they've made the virus political. This also shows everyone how Joe Biden is a sociopathic bastard. He doesn't care about the people he left in Afghanistan. And I'm not going to let anyone forget about that. He doesn't care about the people in Cuba. I'm not going to let anyone forget about that. He doesn't care what China did to Hong Kong. I'm not going to let everyone forget about that. He doesn't care about Americans. Especially if they live in a red state. All those people can die and he doesn't care. None of them care about us, Americans. We must bend a knee. That is the only thing that will be satisfactory. Hey, last story. Um, so there's a pair of sweatpants that run about $1,190 from a fashion house called Bella Siega. And they're being slammed on social media as those pants being racist and a prime example of cultural appropriation. Now, <coughs> go check out the link. Go look at the pants. They look ridiculous. I mean, their sweatpants just look stupid. Okay, so the Trump Le Oyer sweatpants come with a built-in boxer shorts that are designed to peek out above the waistband, mimicking the style popularized by hip-hop culture. So you see these idiots walking around? And by the way, um, these idiots walking around with their pants all the way down to their the end of their butts, and they've got uh, their underwear hanging out. And it's not just boxers; it's also uh, tidy whities and things like that. Yeah, that's what they act. They actually made it that you didn't have to lower the pants so that you walk funny. They just put the boxers out there so you can have them out there. Okay, <laughs> I thought this was hysterical. I told Josie about this and. The first thing Josie said is, she said, uh, wait a minute, Hispanics do that all the time. So do white people. They've always done that. I, I said, yeah, I know. It's not just black people that actually lower their pants below their butts to hang out. Uh, Hispanics do it. White people do it. They've always done it. This isn't something new. And they've always done it because, honestly, um, there was a reason they did it. 
because it's a prison thing. It, a con serving time in prison and wanted to have sex with the other prisoners would actually lower their pants so that their underwear and their butts would actually show not through the, they had to have their underwear on they did this to signify that I'm gay and if you want to have anal sex with me come right ahead why this was actually accepted basically all these guys that you sit there, I, and I've even asked, I had a, I knew a guy, I can't say who, because I still know him. Why do you lower your pants like that? It looks ridiculous. Pull your freaking pants up. And he does every time. Why do you do that? He goes, oh, I, I don't know. It's just the style. I, I go, do you realize that's basically telling people that you want to get effed in the butt? And he says, well, I didn't know that. And it, it, which is amazing to me because he served time in jail. I would have thought he would have known that. But it's kind of, dude, come on. I see that. I laugh at it. Not because they can't walk. Not because they look ridiculous. But because you're basically saying, I'm gay and please F me. That's basically what it is. And then the other thing, who would spend $1,200 for a pair of pants or a pair of sweatpants? I, what? And they're ugly. Are you guys serious? Well, apparently people are buying them. I don't understand why, because honestly, I, I would think that they could just make the pants themselves. I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Not $1,200 brilliant. I should have made that stuff. I could have hung those things. Yeah, that would have been great. Finally, about the racism thing. Dude, they're pants. They're pants. This isn't even a good... This argument is... Remember I told you. Racism. They have to... They're running out of things to call racist. And that's what it's coming down to. I mean, sidewalks are racist. Swimming is racist. Water is racist. Do you realize how many things are racist? Now you're talking about pants. Next, my jeans are going to be racist, which I think they already are. But everything is racist. Well, and, and you've got to come up with things why they're racist. And they're systemic racism. Blah, 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 blah. The problem is they're defeating their own purpose. You can't, first off, if you call everything racist, nothing is racist. They're overusing the word racist. Racist used to be, I, I kid you not, 10, 15 years ago, used to be a terrible thing to be called. Now it's just kind of like, okay, well, my point's been made. They're calling me a racist. I know I'm not a racist. I, my point's been made. You, you, you know. You call me a racist, it means you have no argument. And finally, um, it's just stupid. It's stupid. A lot of people are going to sit back. You can say critical, critical race theory can say something. Okay, but then I sit there and I say, yeah, but you guys are calling pants racist? You're defeating your own argument. This is, this is a pair of inanimate pants. Ugh. Okay, well, that's that's it for today. 
Visit uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com to take a look at my links. Um, I might do something tomorrow. It will be a little bit surprising on Saturday. Might be a little surprising. You guys have a great weekend. If I don't talk to you, this is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.